Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Meg. Hello, Giselle. (laughs) Here we are, folks. We are here with our bonus episode. Hello, bonus episode. Bonus episode number two. Do. Yes. Do. As the Emily in Paris um, season do announcement went. Yes. Did you also, side note, did you see that like Netflix posted like it's supposed to be pronounced Emily or like en Paris or something Um, like that? Well, it's it said it's supposed to rhyme. So Emily in Paris are supposed to rhyme. So it's either Emily in Perry or Amelie in Pari. I, I don't know. I hate that. I but was also so it, But that means base. that Emily would have to be spelled differently, I think. I believe. It would Not have Netflix to be spelled like clowns. E-M-E-L-I-E, literally. Like, everybody's reaction to that was just like, no, heart. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. Or maybe you posted it. That was funny. I posted um, that to the actual reaction, and then I went on Twitter, and everyone was like, no, heart. <laughs> yep. No. Um, but, friends, we are not here to speak about Emily in Paris. Actually, Absolutely we are here not. to talk all things music. We're here to talk music. Um, back in a couple of weeks ago, we posted that we were going to do a mini-sode about Little Mix's album. Mm-hmm. But since, like... So many things happened that we care about. In particular, three albums came out that we want to talk about. So, of course, the first is Confetti by Little Mix. We all know we're going to speak about that. Then the we're second, finally, finally oh, going to get to talk about Positions by Ariana yes, Grande. Because we, we finally, never talked about it. Exactly. We'll talk about the full album. And finally, I feel like this one, for the two of us, kind of like snuck up on our radar as one radar that is one that we'll actually like talk about because like we kind of knew it was going to happen i actually didn't know it was going to happen on the day it happened it came out on the same day as positions came out and that's love goes by sam smith which is a powerhouse yeah and i feel like samuel has always like been someone who we like we love a lot we Mm -hmm. followed samuel's career um, but they really they really popped off with this album. We'll go more into depth, but we could not do a music album roundup of, I guess it's like October, November, kind of. Yeah. We're not talking about Samuel. So releases. those are the three albums we're going to speak about. Basically, we're kind of just winging it's not the right word, but Meg and I basically have like put together our favorite songs from the album, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about our favorites. We'll talk about the albums in full, and... That's what's going to happen. That's, yeah, we're going to give you our candid reviews. Yes, so I feel like we should start with maybe Little Mix, Confetti, yeah. because that was kind of the, we've been leading up to that for a while, I feel. Well, because I think they've been mentioned on this podcast a bunch of times. Yes. Mostly in the frame of justice for Little Mix. Um, yes, like truly. Because they are incredibly underappreciated and completely underrated. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's just no other girl groups that are doing it like this. Like, I even when Fifth Harmony was like around because they like kind of came about around similar times. Little Mix yeah. was first, but obviously and in like, similar ways, being formed on a talent time show. and cow led programs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that like back in the day they were always compared. But like, this is no Tino shade because obviously we like don't like to pit women against each other, but. In terms of just, like, facts and talent-wise, like, I think that 
Fifth Harmony, we always knew, like, they could have careers separate of each other. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not all, but some could have careers separate of each other. But I feel like Little Mix, while they, you know, they're all extremely talented, like, they just work incredibly well as a group. I yeah. have appreciated their journey. I think that they've consistently put out good music. But, like, for some reason, America won't get it together. And I, they I won't honestly, get on the train. And I, and I really, I, I'm confused because, like, I understand that, like, very much, like, girl group, boy group, that kind of thing still is relevant in the UK. And I think they latch on to a little bit more of the pop music that Little Mix puts out. Like, that's kind of more of the genre mm-hmm. that people in the UK are doing. Like, the Anne Marie's, the Zara Larsons, even though she's not, she's like more European, but I feel like the UK kind of embraces her. Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. all those kinds of people. Like I feel like they're very much putting out this like very pop centric music where Little Mix is also. But I just feel like there's something about them that just like never clicks with the US, and I like don't get it. Mm-hmm. I know like, it, it doesn't make any sense because, but I but then again it's like, you think about like what are other like girl groups that have been, like, long-term successful in this country. Like, the first one, obviously, like, Destiny's Child is, like, one thing. Um, But, like, the chicks are still, you know, like, are still together. A lot of people love them. I'm not really a big the chicks girl. But even though the the chicks had backlash back in the day because, like, of their stance, they like hated George Bush or whatever. But yeah, like Destiny's Child, TLC, The Chicks. Um, you know, obviously in the UK we had the Spice Girls, but also mm-hmm. I think about like the the popularity of One Direction, who, as we all know, did not actually win X Factor or yep. X Factor was that what they X Factor? Yep, they didn't actually win X Factor, but they got third. But Little Mix actually won their season and. Uh, I mean, I obviously understand that, like, the appeal of the One Direction is that women and men alike and non-binary folk can lust after them. They are more sex symbols in terms of lusting. And when it comes to fandoms, a lot of times it's uh, skews female fandoms mm-hmm. in this kind of musical way. Usually skew because female. Because pop and... music is for ch- for girls. Yeah, you know, or, or, whole... or gay males. Yep. Like, this is not a lie. This is the truth. And I would mm-hmm. say that our musical taste falls in the line of, you know, eccentric females and gay males. Yep. I, that's my music taste. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that I love a little mix. But I think that they, as I said previously, have continuously put out good music. And all of that, to, all of that prelude to say, I think Confetti is a great album. I do too. I agree. 100%. I think it's they really made some points like they really went for it and I think they also something that I've I think I don't know if it was you but I think you and I agreed with Vera on this that their past albums have just been like really long like yeah so many songs and I think they finally kind of you know dialed it back a little this is 13 songs it's you know not there's not it's not too overwhelming also the fact that about four of the songs were released before the album came out. I mean, yeah. I spent all of quarantine with breakup song, basically. Right. Um, and we got holiday in the summer, which was great. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I think it's their, maybe their most cohesive album to date. Agreed. And I think like what, this is their sixth album, mm-hmm. um, which is also crazy, which is wild. But, I mean, but I, that's the same thing with that they did with one direction. It's like album out every year. Like, it's just crazy. It's a lot. I know. Um, but yeah, so 
you know, their first album came out in 2012, and obviously we had, like, Wings and Move and those kinds mm-hmm. of songs. Um, we move into the Salute era, which, you know, we absolutely, I love. Iconic, we, like, iconic. give us all of those things. Little um, Mix is the, are the queens, I guess, now, of the power anthem, like, female power anthem right now. Oh, my I God, think. yes. Like, no one is doing it like them. Salute, power, um... There's another one that I can't really think the of. The one right they now. did, Woman Like Me. Woman Like Me with Nicki Minaj, Joan of Arc. Like they. <laughs> Black Magic, hello. <laughs> also, like, I love throughout their albums, maybe not so much as on this album, but there's always been so much and so, or so many messages of like body positivity and like totally. loving yourself. And like, it's not always necessarily like about, about romance and love and whatever. It's all about like, and it's also about friendship. So totally. It's like they're unproblematic queens. And I feel like for some reason, people find it hard to stand unproblematic people because I continuously keep seeing people stand problematic people. (coughs) Told you cat. But, um, we'll get there. (laughs) But yeah, we'll get there. But, um, I don't know. I just, I, I love the album. I think it's great. I think that like it, it, it did what it had to do. Like Mm -hmm. when you think about little mix, they're going to, as you said, Meg, they're going to give you, you know, girl power ballads, bops, whatever. I actually think that this album had, I mean, less, they have one ballad on this album. Yeah, it was a lot, a much more, like, upbeat pop bops than normal. Like, a lot of times they have, like, four ballads on an album. Yeah, they have one ballad on this album. Also, sorry, side note, before we even get into the album, I need, I have a, I've said this many times, but I have a bone to pick with Little Mix's management team because yep. they they don't want them to be great i'm asking myself the question of who is not allowing little mix to be great it's fucking their management team because like even with this whole entire ro- rollout of this album they do this every album but with this album the first single so breakup song was released on the same day as dua lipa's album at mm-hmm. the beginning of quarantine so like that was trash because like obviously dua lipa's album is going to overshadow this like it's right. just fact and then whatever they had their continuous rollouts and like songs that came out but like also like if you don't follow them on instagram like i guess that's how everyone finds out their news but like i feel like you would have no idea that this was happening like because they weren't doing like let's give them american promo they should be showing up on all these different like news outlets like what's the deal and then on late night shows do a virtual performance like i just if blackpink can get on all these shows bitch so can Little Mix. 100%. Like, that's that's foolish to me. And then they re- they released their album on November 6th, which was literally three days after the fucking biggest election of our lifetime. I mean, it, and was, still in the, it was still the election, basically. I mean, yes. I was I not already focusing s- on it. No, I mean, I'm still feeling like... I was talking to Veer about this yesterday. Like, I still feel like I have, like, post-election, like, trauma and depression. Yes. And I'm, like, kind of unable to get back to it. So, like... Even though I love Little Mix so much, I still have not even posted about the album on my social media because, like, I just still feel a bit weird, like, returning back to this norm- normalcy, 100%. even though I feel like there's, you know, we have clashing fucking presidencies trying to take control of the world. But that's not even, that's a point. Um, yeah, so I just feel like Little Mix's team, like, literally disrespected them so much because, like, this album is very good and, like, I just think no one's giving it the time of day except for people in the UK because no one in America cares. Exactly. Like they That's, hosted the e what is it the e, EMAs, EMAs, EMAs. Sorry, <laughs> European um, Music Awards. European Music Awards, and we've watched a couple of clips from it now. I mean, another thing that they need help with is styling. 
hundred percent. We talked oh, about Lord. this the other night. Um, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. But I mean, they hosted this huge European music award show. Like, why aren't they like having features here? I don't understand it. But um, something to note that I was just thinking about is that this album, I think, is their first album without a collab. Oh wow! I did yeah. not notice that. Yeah, I mean, they did they did like a breakup song remix, which was amazing, um, which I like run to all the time because it's such a bop. But but other than that, it's all them. That's so true. I feel like little like Mix- on Glory Days, they had like four features, five, sorry, Stormzy, Machine Gun Kelly, Charlie Puth, Kid Ink, and CNCO. These are all things. So I think that this is what Little Mix does is that they release albums solo, like and and then in their deluxe edition, that's when they put They're all, gonna their have remixes all the features. On it. Well, because yeah. it's like Secret Love Song with with the original is without that, or which is just them, and then it's with Jason Derulo. Same yeah, with Power, they and, add Stormzy on the deluxe. Yeah, and No More Sad Songs was originally just them, and then they put Machine Gun Kelly on it. So I think that's what they do to like basically make their albums live a longer life. Um, and like promote songs that weren't singles, but, but yes. Was Glory Days ever just a regular album or was it always just expanded edition? I can't remember. I just, I mean, the Glory Days, like, I actually feel like that's a little mixed album. I'm the least, is it that one? Whatever the one is shout out to my exes on. That's Glory Days, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have like the least connection with that one, but, but for some reason I have a distinct memory of it because like. (laughs) <laughs> this is like a personal story, but um, this this boy I was in love with in high school had like resurfaced in my life at that point in time. And uh, not that we actually ever dated because we did not actually date, but Shout Out to My Ex came out and I felt personally like attached to Shout Out to My Ex. And I remember going to a date dash my senior year of college and like <laughs> he had like messaged me and I was like, oh my God, like this is too much. <laughs> Like, I know he doesn't listen to this, but I'm, like, stressed. Um, (laughs) um, And I was, like, I'm, uh, like, shout out to my exes about me. Like, fuck him. I'm done. Too much of my life was spent being sad about this person, and I'm moving on. Oh, Um, my God. I love that. So maybe that's also why I have such a personal connection to Little Mix, because I felt as though they moved. They they helped me with so many parts of my life. I had Get Weird, that album. That's my favorite Little Mix album. I had that in my car. My oh, no junior, junior year of college, I would just drive around in my little bug with weird people. All those songs. Um, I love, I love shout out to my ex too. I think that's when I first became very cognizant of them. Like obviously, yeah. I'd heard their stuff before. Like I loved Wings, and I didn't even really like mm-hmm. connect Wings with them at first or anything. Um, my acapella group but, sang that song. Y- really? Oh. <laughs> Yes, acapella. Um, but I always think of that moment when Shout Out to My Ex came out and Little Mix did their like concert and it was after Perry and Zayn had broken up. And basically yeah. it's supposedly like Perry wrote it about Zayn. I don't know if she actually wrote it by herself or Which what. We love. But um but we stand and there's a clip of them, they're just like at a at a show and as you know the song starts off it goes this is a shout out to my ex and then it kind of cuts oh i've seen that clip and in like perry i guess starts and she sings that part and then all of a sudden it goes silent and someone screams zane's a bitch (laughs) 
and they have to stop the song because they're laughing so hard. It's incredible. Maybe I'll cut that in here somehow if I can. Yes, please do. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's really like amazing. Um, but literally, I mean, this is turning into an ode to Little Mix, but yeah. as um, it should, <laughs> as it should, because they they deserve a full episode. Honestly, they deserve yeah. a lot of our time. But um, okay, so let's dig into confetti. Yes. Um. So round, like as we've said, it's a great album. Very much um, synthy pop. They, Little Mix loves a, a a beat, like a backbeat. Oh yeah. They love to, like, have something go in, and it's, like, a synth beat. Like, they love Mm -hmm. nothing more. Um, And this song is truly full of them. So I feel like maybe I'm I'm throwing this out here. Should we start with uh, the title tracks? Because there were, like, ten. And just, like, say our feelings. Okay. Amazing. So Little Mix released, and I'm not shitting you all, six? Six? Yeah, six title tracks. Or, like, they released six singles before the album came out. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot, but I feel like this was a very strong list of singles. I actually like every single one. Yeah, me too. So the first was Breakup Song, which came out, as we said, in the beginning of quarantine, so like March. Um, and I loved mm-hmm. it. I thought this was a very strong thing to lead Breakup with. I feel as so though good. Yeah, I feel like some people were like did not like LM five. <laughs> I'm looking at Vera, she didn't like LM five. I loved LM five, but it, this LM5. is a very different vibe, I feel like, than LM five. Like I feel like they were trying like mm-hmm. LM five had more ballads, they had more like build songs that built. Um Yeah. But I feel like this one very much was just like fast paced going in. So yeah, breakup song was great. And then they went into holiday, which is, I mean, I'm going to say it now is in one of my top three favorite songs. of the Yeah. It's in, it's in mine too. I mean, the, the music video is disrespectful because the green screen is trash, but Them it's a great mermaids, song. It was just a choice, a choice. It was that such they a choice. <laughs> um, but it's a great song, I think. And then I think they released, this is another pop song about falling in love. That one. <laughs> Which, like, at first I was like, this is just after releasing Breakup Song and Holiday, it's like, okay, it's a bit slow. It was a bit, but down. Yeah, it was it's a grown bit on me. Drop down, yeah. Definitely. Like, when it comes on, I'm like, okay, like, this is. <laughs> so, like, I'll just, like, roll with it. Yeah, it's definitely not one of my favorites, Body but it's not song. bad. No, it's yeah, it's not it's not in my top, but it's but it's it it goes with the vibe as well. Yes, and then they hit us with happiness, which actually is also one of my top three. I love happiness. Really, maybe top. Four. You know what happiness reminds me a lot of, and this is a reference that you'll understand. I know because you listen to them, but it really gave me play vibes. Ah, queens. I love that. I love play. We Justice play. for play. We miss the we miss the Swedish ladies. I think Swedish, right? Yeah. If you don't know Play, it's the people who sang the um, the song from Holiday in the Us Sun. Us against the world. Yeah. Iconic. Um, and then, after Happiness, they hit us with, He used to sing me sweet melodies. Which is a great song, honestly. 
It's so good. Um, Yeah, I mean, the music video for that song literally deserves an award. The choreo is incredible. Yeah, and, like, I I felt like in that song, in that music video, Little Mix kind of was like, we're bad bitches. We're here to stay. We're not do- we're not going anywhere. This is who we are. I feel like that's like the most authentically them. Like I feel like they're always like they maybe sometimes struggle with riding the line of like not that they were ever cutesy, but like they I think they want to be sexy. I think they want to be taken seriously, but I think they have mm-hmm. a hard time with doing that because they've just been around for so long and also yeah. the way they started. But I feel like they did a good job of this one with just like giving them some giving us something that felt a little bit more elevated and a little bit more adult but also sticking true to who they were um i think sweet melody was a great was great yeah sweet melody is towards the top of my list for sure it's 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 just a it's a powerhouse agreed um Um, and then finally confetti which came out like maybe a little bit before, like a couple days before the actual album dropped. Yeah. I think it was literally like that week, which again also, was election week. And was yeah. so I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear, I have to be honest. I didn't hear it until the album came out. Cause I didn't even realize. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I think I like saw that it dropped and I maybe listened to it once, but like, I think mid play, I was like, this is not the energy that I'm setting in the room today because I was very much like somber energy. So I was like, I can't yeah, no, it was not, right it was not a, it was not a pop song day. No. Um, so those are the, the singles. And I honestly think the singles, as most people that put out singles, were some of the strongest songs on the album. Like, I think it's a pretty well-rounded album, but the singles mm-hmm. were definitely, to me, some of the strongest and most memorable. I think two, sta- yeah. three standouts for me. towards the top of my list. Yeah. Three standouts for me on the rest of the album were, I mean, Gloves Up. <laughs> Iconic. Like, that is, if Giselle Smith had, like, a list of songs next to my name in the dictionary of that I would like uh, on on Jump, Gloves Up would be on that list. I knew it. I knew it. I mean, we talked about this, but Gloves Up really did what it had to do. It did. And I think people aren't listening to it. I'm like, come on. This is the good song. This is what Little Mix serves to us. Just, like, pure, unadulterated pop with a beat. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just what... We deserve with a metaphor with a with a silly metaphor that Always. you can apply to your daily life, you know? Always always a metaphor. Um <laughs> I really liked Rendezvous, which gives similar energy to Gloves Up. Yes. Rendezvous to me is just like a real it's a real one. It's a real bop. Oh yeah, 100%. I actually I I do have Rendezvous and Gloves Up in the same kind of area on my list cuz I really do think they like are almost like a two-hander. They really have the same vibe. Yeah. And then my last one that I, like, really, really loved was Breathe. Yes. I like, I mean, this is the thing. This is what's hard. It's like, I like all of them. Totally. <laughs> the one that I have, and this is, like, mean of me to even say, but it's at the bottom of my ranking, but I still like it, is, um, what is it? If You Want My Love. I oh, like yeah. it. It, what I really I couldn't get out of my head when I was listening to it is that it gives me very, very like extreme Backstreet Boys vibes, which I think I <laughs> kind of feel on a lot like a lot of this album. I don't know what it is, but this one especially gave me like if you want my love, just like the yeah. very like 
<laughs> Jake dances. I know. That I also felt with this. Like, I like. I want to be able to like describe that what I'm thinking mm-hmm. through my voice, but it's like the po- you know the pots and pans sound where it's like a lot of these songs had that pots like, and pans pots and pans like a different pots and pans really the year of pots and pans totally like a different pots and pans energy that charlie gives me but like similarly like that like machine pots and pans vibe like yeah. that was what a lot of this album gave me um and yeah i think all in all i mean there's other songs but like to me those are all like yeah I feel like we, my we, I, one that you didn't mention well actually oh. two that you didn't mention are actually in my top like oh i love it um the first one is a mess in parentheses happy for happy you for you <laughs> that one's good too um and i also really weirdly which i don't think this is usually my vibe but i really like nothing but my feelings yeah I'm laying here in <laughs> Yeah, that one's good too. It's just fun. It sounds different than the other ones, which is nice. Yes, exactly. And I, I think that's maybe why I like it a lot, but because like I but I don't think this suffers from the same thing that I think we're gonna talk about with Ariana. Whereas like it only took me a couple of listens to like really like remember and like feel the vibe of each song, like yeah. different from each other. They are, like like you say, like, when something is cohesive, it could also mean that, like, everything sounds the same. Mm-hmm. But I don't think – I think each of them does have their, like, specific different, like, vibe to it. And, yeah, I agree. And I think that's what makes it successful. I agree. Um, I think if I were to rate this album on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it an 8. I, I was going to say either 7.5 or 8, but I think – I really think I'm going to spend more time with it in the next couple weeks too. And I'm, it's going to grow on me even more. Yeah. I think it's, it's not my favorite little mix album yet. Just because I also think like, as I said, I have like sentimental value attached to different little mix albums and songs. Mm-hmm. But like, I do think that like this album will always, I'll always remember it. Especially the title tracks are the, because like of the era we were in, like I remember like you guys know this about me and you know, our friends is like we watch music videos a lot and I feel like holiday Mm -hmm. was one that was like consistently in our roundup and like I feel like yeah like all All summer summer. and like I feel like there's just certain songs that I'll think about of like this summer and quarantine or like Mm -hmm. you know and like holiday yeah no totally breakup song is is definitely I think gonna be in my top songs of the year like I totally listen to it all the time at the beginning of quarantine it was such a mood booster it was so like such a bright spot and then same with holiday even like it's just yeah I mean I wish that the album rollout had been stronger because I think like it's just gonna get slept on again um one thing I do think though is unique now that I'm kind of thinking about it when I just described kind of those different songs this is like maybe one of the only album rollouts that we've had that we've last that have lasted us this whole entire quarantine. Like, yeah, breakup song came out in March, and then now it's you know November, and the album just came out. Like, I feel like there's different parts of the this quarantine life we've lived for the last ten months that I can pinpoint a little mix song to, which is like kind of cool because I feel like Dua yeah. came out in the beginning of the it, and like I listen to like Future Nostalgia is an incredible album, but I do it's listen so to good. it a lot less now. Yeah, and, like, definitely. Chromatica, I feel like, is definitely still in my rotation. Like, the songs I love of Chromatica. But, like, also, obviously, I played the shit out of it for, like, a month or two. Um, <laughs> Literally, constantly. I listened 
to rain on me for like three days straight without listening to anything else. Totally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think Brava Little Mix, I would love to speak to their management team, as I've said many times, but for what it's worth, I think this was a good album, a, a great album, um, yeah. and I just hope it's not one of their last. It scares me a little bit all the time, like, thinking of Do groups. You? and I, I, don't, I hope not. I really don't, but, like, I just think, like, it's just... Groups scare me, like, groups I mean, that you love. They've been together for eight years. Yeah, like, groups you love um, just scare me. And I also think, like, there's sometimes if they're all still super young. Like, they're really young but because they literally pop out an album every year. But right. I do sometimes feel like, and I'm not putting an, an omen on them because I love them and I want them to stay together. Um, but I do think that a shift, made, like, in the next couple of years, like, the same music and shit they're doing now in terms of, like, all these, like, dance moves and shit, like, they're going to get older. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that their music will have to evolve with them as it has, it has. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see where their, where their career takes them in the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely agreed. And also like, I think like two of them are engaged or like they're all in relationships except for Jade just broke up with her boyfriend. Yeah. Leanne's like, engaged. Leanne's engaged. Perry's, Perry's been with that man forever. Yeah. So, so it does become like, how much money they make, like, and do they want to keep doing this kind of thing? I mean, they very much seem to still enjoy it, not in the same way that, like, it happened with One Direction, where you could tell, like, they were just so sick of it. So maybe it is a good thing that they're not as famous, because that means that they get to kind of, like, lay lower. Um, but also we want we want U.S. success for them. They They deserve it. Yeah, I agree. I think that Little Mix is one group, like, while they're all individually talented, they're stronger together, and I think that yeah. their fame will always be correlated to each other, so. Yeah, and I mean, I do think, like, we said this about Fifth Harmony, but I do think Little Mix has gotten so much better. Like, they really, like, Leanne is, like, um, like most improved, for sure. Oh, like, yeah. They've all improved so much, and it's, like, like, I used to get so nervous when Perry would, like, do her high notes and just be like, girl, like, stay in a lower register like enough but um but they definitely have like improved and are just like only getting better so agreed so the megan giselle stamp of approval for confetti 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 okay everyone so that was our first album and now we move into none other than positions and as you guys know, on this podcast, we don't have to say it again, but I'm going to. We are huge fans of Ariana Grande. Meg and I yeah. have, we said it before, but if you're new to this podcast and you're finding us through this episode, Meg and I love her. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande has been one of our top three played artists on Spotify for the year over the last, for me, I think it's been like five years. Yeah. Since I was in college and I've been out of college for four years, so probably five. Yeah. Um, we love her. I like truly believe she's extremely talented and I'd say like most of like her me like having to breathe like her discography when I think about it as a whole is immaculate to me it is a it is a very 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 superb discography Mm -hmm. and in and we reach (laughs) we, we reach positions to which I think before we even get into the album itself and the single, the singular single that we have, I think we need to talk about and reiterate our feelings towards it because like 
as we know, Ari has been through many things. Like the year, the thank you next sweetener era was just like so stressful, stressful, chaotic. And like, I think that like that is when she gained a lot of her fans. That's when she became mainstream because oh, that's when she became huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we she was like decent, like decently big back in like the dangerous woman and like um, yours truly days. But like, well, I think that's because you know she came from Nickelodeon so she had a base there initially you know like she was on Victorious she had her own show then and it's kind of like she has a built-in fan base of like gen that's probably mostly like Gen Zers maybe like young millennials right I feel like it's Um, us our age it is kind of us yeah it's us but I guess that Sam and Cat thing was like after our time and I feel like it was bigger than I even realized on Nickelodeon um but yeah, and then like she, I think I think I hundred percent agree with you. Sweetener, thank you. Next is when she like hit it big, but and I, mean, I also hit think it big mainstream. Like she still always like had that base, but it's more like ev- she's a household name now to everyone. Totally, and even like when Sweetener when Sweetener first came out. So like I once again I have memories attached to songs. So like I remember distinctly Sweetener came out or it's not Sweetener. No Tears Left to Cry came yeah. out in February of 2018 because that song came out and the first time I listened to it was in this exact apartment and I moved back into this apartment after not living here for six months and I was playing it in that bathroom and like our next door in like the bathroom and I played it on my like thing. I was brushing my teeth watching her perform on Jimmy Fallon. Like I, yeah. I distinctly have that memory. Um, and I feel like in that memory, I feel like to me, Ariana Grande was still for the girls and the gays. Like, she yeah. still she still wasn't what she was is today. Like, when Sweetener happened. And, like, obviously with tragedy comes, like, many things. And I think, like, when... Obviously she had gained a lot of, like, notoriety from the Manchester yep. bombing, which was very sad. Um, but I think, like, when... I mean, you guys know the cadence. P. Davidson, Mac Miller passing... And then Thank You Next. And then, like, Thank You Next was actually her first number one single on the Billboard charts, which is, like, to me, wild, because, like, Justice for Into You, but that's another story. Um, Thank You Next is actually one of my least favorite songs of Ariana Grande, but that's also another story. Um, But, yeah, so she reached mainstream fame, and then we all, I think a lot of people hopped onto the train during uh, Sweetener, Thank You Next, and then... There was just so much Ariana Grande for such a long period of time. Like, we just had, it was like, for, I feel like almost two years, it was like, yeah, she she was being shoved at us. Like, and I, but at the time, I didn't feel like it was being shoved. Like, I felt like, I understand she's promoting these albums, there's lots going on, whatever. So, yeah, she was the biggest person on the planet for so long. And, like, it, it was like, so, like you said, like, whatever, whenever No Tears Left to Cry came out in, like, the spring, and then the album came out in August. And, um... But then Thank You Next was released November, like, November 3rd or something, because I remember because it was, like, a Saturday night, and I got home, and all of a sudden it was, like, Ariana's dropping an album at... or a, a song at midnight. And that, I mean, within that is just her entire relationship with Pete Davidson. Right. That's how long it lasts. That's all... as long as it lasted. And the whole Mac thing. But then it was just kind of like, like you said, the album, then Thank You Next album came out in February. And then she was on tour for like a year. Yeah, I saw her on this tour. Yeah. And the tour felt like it lasted forever. 
and and even at that then she was still putting out some more singles like she had that one monopoly with her friend what's her name victoria monet victoria monet yeah and then boyfriend and all this stuff and then there's like rumors she's going to be in wicked rumors she's doing this she's dating this person she's dating that person yeah so and then i felt she kind of closed that chapter with the live album that you adore that I love so much. Yeah, and I felt like... <laughs> Which came I, out the day before Christmas, I believe. Right. It was Christmas Eve, um, 2019, it would have been. Yeah, and so I I kind of felt like with that live album, K, goodbye now, thank you, bye, or whatever it's called. Uh, K, bye for now. Yes, or, K, bye for now. So, like, yeah. I, I kind of felt like we were getting, like, not a year without Ariana because I knew she was always going to be around, but I was kind of, like, ready for her to, like, have a break have a moment to recoup and yeah, like and, a real and re- break <laughs> to regenerate to regenerate yeah. into like you know this new Ari mm-hmm. all of that to say we've been doing that we thought I guess she has been for the last you know 10 months and then all of a sudden like a month ago we get like new single or like new music coming this month New I can't wait to sh- I can't wait to give you my album this month on like October 15th <laughs> yeah and like I I just felt like the world like wasn't ready for it. Like I feel like when 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 Beyonce drops an album or like mm-hmm. even like I don't know. I feel like when or when Rihanna decides to drop R9, like the world's going to like literally stop. Implode. And like I feel like Ariana like in theory has that power, but I just feel like like obviously all of us fans are like we're excited when it was announced, but like I wasn't like starved for Ariana. Like mm-hmm. I I wasn't like I need a single, I need an album, I'm missing her, like I need it. I I, I was still actively streaming, you know. Fucking thank you next. Like Same. I still had Sweetener, like all the other albums. Like I was still very much living in my bliss and like not needing it. So whatever, you know, the cadence is she says that, then we get positions. Yeah. And like I said this a little bit on our one of our episodes previous, Meg knows this too. Like I went into positions being like, okay, well, like listen to this song. We'll see how it is, whatever. And like, of course, I was like knocked upon my feet, yeah. like with that song. I love positions. I think it was it's a, a bit of a roller coaster, the, the whole rollout of like feelings of whether I was going to be into it. Like both of us, I think you were going to be into it or... I was, you know, like, we were kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum, I feel like, whereas, like, I was like, okay, I can get excited for this, and you're kind of like, I don't want this, and then when it came out, you were like, oh my god, I love this, and I was like, "Mm, I'm gonna need some time with it. (laughs) So we were fully, like, back and forth and back and forth, but I think we both kind of agreed about then the album. Yeah, so then we, we hear positions, and I was, like, real lit about the single, which, like, got me a little bit more excited for the album, but still, I was kind of like, okay, here we go. So then Positions drops, mm-hmm. and <laughs> upon first listen, it was a meh for me. And I've never felt that way about an Ari album. Meh. Yeah, same. I mean, I've never, on first reaction, felt that way, for sure. Yeah. Like, I was, I mean, the, yeah, exactly. So, like, the way I feel like I usually, like, listen to Ari albums is, like, she gives us, like, a s- singles that we, like, love. She gives us, you know, she prepares us for it. So, you know, we have, like, good singles coming out. But then there's always, like, one song on the album that you're, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. Like, for, for, like, Sweetener, I feel like for all of us, or was it, yeah, Sweetener was Breathing. Yeah. 
we were all oh, like, oh, get it. Yep, yeah, this it. is yep. the one. Where, like, everyone consistently is like, oh, yep. yeah. Yep, we got <laughs> it. Um, and and then, like, on Thank You Next, like, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, there's lots of Break Up With My Girlfriend. She released that as single, though. But, like, for me, I loved Bad Idea in my head. People love Ghostin', but she won't sing that live. We all know why. NASA. All that. Like, yeah, Bad Idea's. So good. And in my head. Yep. Same for me, probably. I also really loved Imagine. And that was oh, just me too. a promo single. But I loved Imagine. But yeah, I also really like, liked Thank You Next. I was really wrapped up in the whole Thank You Next of it all. Like now, when, like reflecting back, I'm like, oh, well, like, yeah, like it's not her best song and it's not even close. But it was just such a moment with the music mm-hmm. video and everything going on. Exactly. And like also, I when I think back to like Sweetener, um, like if you were to ask me before Positions came out, like what my like least favorite which is hard because i love i truly do like love them all but my least favorite ari album would have been sweetener um before this album yeah (laughs) and and it's hard for me because like i when when these kind of albums come out like there's different nuggets of people that i like text and like consult from Mm -hmm. so like with ari at least it's like you obviously but like Mm -hmm. two other people who i like genuinely consider to be Extreme Ari stands, but also, like, people I trust their music taste are Sean and yeah. Kubale. Mm-hmm. And um, they are also, like, Kubale is also the toughest critic. Like, we have to have her on this because she's an extremely oh, tough she, critic. Oh, I, I can already tell. Yeah. Um, I've never even met her, and I just know that. Yeah. And so, like, but with the three of us, like, when I was texting them individually, so Sean and I actually listened to the album together, and that, that morning it came out. Like, we were texting each other while listening to it. And, like, Sean mm-hmm. also had similar feelings to me, being like, okay, like, we're we didn't need it but like we're excited for it um and we kind of were just like i was looking through our text conversation it was like okay like she's cute like that was like what we kept saying like she's cute but she's like not revolutionary um and and the thing is it's like it's not even because she was giving me r&b-esque because like ari's actually never really that r&b but like a more r&b slanting ari like Mm-hmm. I didn't even think this was, like, the best she could have given us for that. Because, like, I think about all the songs, like, going through going through the album, I'm like, I, I this was my thought process. I was like, okay, shut up. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. I'm like, I'm excited. Here we go. And then, obviously, everyone's obsessed with 34 plus 35. Like, whatever. It's a good song. It's, like, in... It's fine. It's... I don't know. I mean... Yeah. It's, like, in my top five of an album that's, like, to me, a bit mediocre. Motive with yeah. Doja Cat, which I think that's one of the worst. I mean, songs. that was something I texted you the morning the album, the morning we were, we were regrouping. I was just like, at least Motive is the worst song on the album. Yeah, it is to me. <laughs> it absolutely flopped. Terrible. It one hundred percent. And yeah, whatever. I think that album or that song, and then just like Magic. I'm like, what do these even sound like? And I've like listened to it before. I know. It's just like, like magic. Is it like is just kind like magic? Own. Is that what it sounds just like? Just like magic. Just like magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, then I heard that and I was like, okay. And then I'm so goddamn tired of the weekend. Also, did you see today it was announced he was going to do the Super Bowl halftime show? He's doing the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm like, who's who's subscribing? I We also did not need another The Weekend collab. No one needed it. I know, and we talked about this, and I was just so excited because I loved um, Love Me Harder because Dangerous Woman is my favorite Ariana album, so I'm like... Yeah. Oh, that's not on Dangerous Woman, is it? 
No, it's, it's on not. my everything. It's on my everything. It's on my everything. Yeah. Well, my everything and Dangerous Women are still kind of like hard to top for me. Oh yeah. Um, so those two, like, I really was like nostalgic for that. I think when I heard that the album had like R and B vibes, I was like, oh, like if this is gonna be a Love Me Harder part two, I'm here for it. Or like um, is- Best Mistake featuring Big Sean. Like that is like the R and B Ari that I fucking live for the piano in the beginning of that song literally or even like lays me hands on me like that kind of vibe i'm like ooh, bitch um you break know up with your you girlfriend it's kind of an like, underrated one that i really like what i feel like is uh sometimes on dangerous woman oh yes it's just yeah but so that i was kind of looking forward to that when i heard that and then when i saw that it was the weekend i was like ooh, but this song is literally so boring oh 100 it's boring like i like that song, I truly can't remember. I can't. I know it's boring because I listened to it, but I can't actually recall the words to it in this moment. Same with uh, six thirty. Can't recall the, the words to 630, it. Six thirty. It's it's just another one that sounds like all the rest of them basically. Yeah, safety net with Ty Dolla Sign. Like I like Ty Dolla Sign, so I mean, like it's it's the best collab. Yeah, it's the best. collab. You can say that for it, but I do like safety net. Truly, these these tripping, falling with no safety net. Oh I yeah, like I one. mean, but it's like, kind of middle of the pack for me though. There's, but again, like these are t- filler songs, and like this is like the thing for it's me. It's a B side album. Yes, I think. and the 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 sad part is like I said this to you. Like at least Carly Rae Jepsen told us it was going to be a B side album. <laughs> she she said <laughs> this is B side. B side. Also, Dua's doing that. Did you see that? Exactly. Like, yeah. I just, this is, it's just not to the caliber that Miss Grande can give us. Also, like, I think she can give us better R&B Ari than this to me. Yeah, 100%. So, like, let's continue. I don't think, and I mean, this is something like, like, I texted Emily, obviously, about this. And this is something we were saying back and forth. I was like, and I think I said it to you as well, or you said it to me. It's like, it's there's just no risks on this album. Like, and I feel like we're at a point with her where it's like, we know she can sing. We know she's an incredible artist. You know, we know that. But like the lyrics, the lyrics are just so mediocre, mm-hmm. so basic. And even like her vocals, as much as her vocals are pristine and, and good, it's just like, I just want to hear her take more risks. I want to see her get out of her comfort zone, get out of her little box. And I don't think that she even close to did that with this. And I thought, you know, I'm hearing that she's putting out this album. I'm like, okay, well then it must be good. Like if she's rushing it out like this. Yeah. But it just feels like, it feels like again, like poor management. I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times. Fuck Scooter Braun. Totally. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the rest of these and it's like my hair, nasty West side. Okay. Love language. I like more than the rest positions. Obviously I extremely like, I think it's yeah. that's why there was one single on this album because there was literally one There's single because sing- on there this is album. only one single. Like they're tr- I'm trying to make 34 plus 35 a single now and I'm just kind of like that's not really going to fly on the radio but okay. No, yeah, and like obvious is is fine, it's good. POV is like my second favorite song on the album. Uh POV is my top my top yeah. four. And also like yeah. I've like at, people know I I spin, I do spin. Um, and I've gone to like a couple of like Ari themed spin classes over the last couple of weeks when this album's been out. And like you hear some of like, first of all, you can't really play a lot of these songs that spin, which is fine. But like I've heard like for slower ones, like obviously we have positions and like POV. And it's like you hear that compared to her other discography. And I'm like, yeah, why? 
I know it sucks. It really sucks. I actually really like obvious. Yeah. I feel like I feel like in the opposite way of the little mix album which starts off with all of the singles basically and all the like really good songs. I feel like this album closes really strong. Right. Like love language positions, obvious POV. Like I like those are four. Those are like four that are, and I I actually like West Side as well. Um, yeah, but I just feel like the beginning is a mess. It's trying to figure out what it is, and like shut up in thirty four plus thirty five. I feel like have the same vibe, but then it's like motive. Then just like magic is completely different. Then off the table is completely different, and it's just like it doesn't have any flow. Yeah. It's um, jarring. It is. And, like, I think it's growing on me a little bit more as I listen to it. Like, it, I added some, like, into my, like, November playlist that I'm building. And, like, when it comes mm-hmm. on, I'm like, okay. Like, I think it's, the songs for me are, are better when I'm growing and listening to them individually, not thinking about the album as a whole. Rather than just listening to it as a whole. Yeah. I think it's, like, yeah, like you were saying, Meg, like, the album to me is not as cohesive and it's not really, to me, like, a strong body of work. But, like, I think that Mm -hmm. individually the the songs could, like, grow on me in different points. It's, like, I could definitely see, like, Just Like Magic being one of my favorite songs on the album in, like, three weeks. Like, I I can see that happening. But I can see that happening for you, too. Yeah. That feels like a very used song to me. Totally. And, like, I can see that happening for me as I listen to it more and more. But, like, I think this is, like just the first Ari album that on first listen, I like, like I said in the beginning, like I wasn't like, oh, fuck yeah, my bitch went off, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, and like, I, I wanted that. Like, I wanted it. I never want to. No, I was so wanted it to, because I was like literally getting ready to move. And so I was up late that Friday, so I listened to the whole thing, or that Thursday. And I was just like, come on, like I need one that's going to hook me into this, you know? And the next morning I woke up and I was just like, well, yeah, I don't even remember any of these songs, you know? It kind of feels like, I don't know, like, you know how people talk about, like, the sophomore album curse? Yep. Um, and I feel like, I, it's like when people, and maybe it's not even just sophomore album, because obviously it's not a sophomore album, but, like, when people have, like, a really successful album and, like, all this pressure, it's like, I think about Cardi B, for example, and, like, WAP, I guess, is, like, WAP's not a good song, it's just a really catchy song. <laughs> Um, but like, I think that she has like a lot to live up with from Invasion of Privacy because I think Invasion of Privacy is like an incredible female rap album. Oh my God. It's Um, so good. But like, I think that like, she has lots to live up with and like same with Dua, like her first album was great. She has lots to live up with. But I also think with like this album and that was like with Gaga, like, um, Born This Way was like truly one of the best albums of our generation. And then Art Pop was, it's not a bad album, but like people did not consider Art Pop a good album because Born This Way was literally immaculate. Yeah, I mean, I think these artists nowadays, like, they could never, like, hit the nail on the head every single time. Right, totally. Um, and, and I so think Ari I think usually has, and that's what's sad about she this She has. Song. No, I, I do. I mean, I'm looking at, the, you know, I look at these albums, it's like, obviously, you know, I love the live albums. That's that's a different story. Also, Christmas and Chill is an Im- Im- immaculate six Christmas album. Christmas album. Like, Ari when just, like, doesn't fail. Comes, that's why I'm like, and this is not a fail, but I'm like... Yeah. It also is just kind of a letdown after like the rain on me. Success, oh my which god! I still think is just like the best song of the year, basically. One hundred percent. Um, and like sh- when she came out with it, I really like. I said I've said this. I think on the podcast too. Like I don't. I did not think she was gonna put out an album this year. Like I did not think it was gonna happen. Um, and so it sucks. It sucks that it's it's just not 
there. Yeah, but and I like it'll, she'll she'll bounce back. I mean, it's this is the, just her fifth, right? Her I fifth know, but studio. but what I'm wondering, Meg, is like what I now that's her my, sixth. My mind is turning, and I'm like, I do wonder, like, go with me. Like when I was just mentioning mm-hmm. Gaga, like you think about Born This Way. That was, like, the height of Gaga in terms of, like, popular culture. Like, everyone knew right. the song, every song on Born This Way, whether you were a big stan or you were just, like, a regular person. And, like, yeah. as we've gone on, like, obviously, like, no one really listened to Art Pop or Joanne. And I think, like, Chromatica, like, the singles are big. But, like, I, I once again, bringing up Spin. But, like, I go to Spin where I'm going to, like, literally Gaga-themed classes. And me and Vera are the only two people who know, like, Alice. Who know, like... Who, who know, like, the more niche songs of that album. Like, I I think that, like, Gaga is maybe just, like, never going to reach that height of fame anymore. And she will just become someone where her singles are huge. But, like, when it comes to actually listening to the albums, like, it's just fans. And I wonder, like, I don't wish this upon Ari, because she's super young, obviously. But, yeah. like, once we have this album and, like, whatever her next album is going to be, like, I, I wonder... I mean, like, whatever. I hate feeling like I'm wishing peeking upon people because I'm not, but I'm just, like, looking Mm -hmm. at it with this critical eye as compared to other people. And, like, I just feel like did, was Thank You Next a a, a huge peak peak. of her, of her, like, fame? And, like, well, now she kind of, like, as it's sad, as Taylor Swift, as I don't like her, but that was a good point she made in Miss Americana, how, like, a lot of these female celebrities, like, feel like they reach a peak and then they're continuously trying to recreate that moment, but, like, it never happens because, like, popular culture, like, won't let female artists win. Um, And I can... No, 100%. And And that's what I was going to say when you were just saying this. Like, I do agree with you. I do think this is, like, it could be a mini peak. Like, she could come back with her next album and it could be huge and it could be the biggest thing ever. But it's also, like, so much of, like, when you're in the media as well... And this is something that doesn't happen to male artists. It's unfair, but it doesn't. It mostly happens to female artists. It's like something like Taylor Swift's 1989. She was at her peak of her popularity. The media was covering everything she fucking did. Even I listened to that album. She was completely overexposed. Same with Gaga in that Born This Way era, as much as whatever. Like she She was also like in a dark place in her life, I think. Like she was not like super well like she's not as well as she is now but like you know you talk about people were waiting to see what she would wear to every award show the meat dress people thought she was crazy you know but everybody was talking about her and same thing with ariana grande like we talked about before like she had this moment where she was the it girl totally and and she's kind of lucky i think that she got off pretty unscathed in terms of like media overexposure because i think I think, you know, if it had gone on a little any longer or if she were a more obnoxious person, like in the sense that it's like she's everywhere, but I don't think she's necessarily like, you know, she doesn't necessarily like there's not a lot of like talking heads, you know, like talking points that you can pull out and like sensationalize from Ariana Grande. Like she just is like more reserved I guess I don't know but and I wonder if Rihanna it could have been worse for her totally and like now I'm thinking like us getting into musical analysis but like now I'm thinking about like Rihanna and like her uh, her album and success trajectory and it's like as we know Rihanna for the first eight albums literally well first seven albums put out an album a year and then Mm -hmm. and she was huge like Rihanna is still huge but it's different like and I and then she put out Anti which is my personal favorite album of Rihanna but as we know like famously no one listened to Anti when it came out so then so then Rihanna was like oh you hoes think you're funny 
I'm literally okay. gonna go away for Bye. four years and do all this other shit Bye. and then make you guys want me. Like, and that is, I'm like, is that is that the secret? Like, Rihanna has done everything else so that the whole entire world is patiently waiting for R9, that it's like a, po- a part of popular conversation. is like, like, maybe R9 will come and save us. Like, Rihanna literally, like, people, she is a businesswoman, obviously, with like her whole Fenty empire, but like, yeah. really? Miss Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty is fucking smart because she's gonna stop the world when that album comes out and people are gonna be literally like, oh, yep, we get it. She will so literally create. She will literally create another peak for herself. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And like Beyonce, she does the same thing. It's like Beyonce goes away and like literally we don't know what the fuck she's doing ever. She's so silent, and then all of a sudden she drops things and the world falls apart. <laughs> it's like. Like, they have, they have figured out their own formulas to create new peaks. Like, Beyonce, like, I feel like every time she drops, it's a new peak for her. And then she just goes away. And I'm like, is that the secret? I don't know. But I'm very interested to see where Ari goes after this album and if it continues to grow on people, where the promo continues to go, what, new, what single she'll pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there is a single here. I guess maybe there's a single in terms of the fact that we're going into winter now and it might be, like, more chill vibes, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What would you give this out of 10 since we're giving our, our ratings? It doesn't have to be forever. It can just no, I be. know. Oh, five. I was going to say five and a half. <laughs> I was thinking five and a half or six, but I was like, nah, five. Mm, like being honest know. with myself, like the amount of like honest with myself in terms of like me not it not latching me enough to listen to it on repeat forever like as you mm-hmm. said i think this album will grow on me with time and i think maybe if you yeah. ask me in five months like my opinion of it will change but in this exact moment coming out the time it did when i when i am really only listening like listening to music that i like genuinely love is giving me comfort so like i'm listening yeah. to a lot less new music right now because like my brain can't comprehend that and like the weight of the world so i think that like i just haven't actually given this album maybe the the effort that I usually have but I I will say that our next person our last person that we're talking about on this episode of this pod is someone whose new album I have given the time of day because it's immaculate like it's perfect to me it's so good it's It's perfect I mean and that's the thing it's like it does kind of suck because obviously Ari is going right to number one she's staying at number one but Sam's album is right there at number two and I do think it's, I mean, I think it's miles better. Right. And I mean, I think it's also another album that's been in the works for a while. Um, you know, if you think about the I'm Ready uh, collab with Demi that's on this album, that was like beginning of quarantine, like May, maybe. Um, and obviously, How Do You Sleep and Diamonds and like all these songs are on there. So it's been in the works for a while. And it's, it's the longest album I think we're going to talk about today. Yes, and that's because when it when it first came out, they had it, like, all together, where it was, like, all one million songs, um, yep. but they recently split it up, so, like, album, or, like, side one is, like, all the new songs, and they put, mm-hmm. the, like, they put the two, and then, like, the old songs that came out previously. Yes, which I like that they did that, because I was very overwhelmed that morning, like, Friday morning, when you, you and Vera were like, you gotta listen to Sam's album, I'm like, okay, okay, but, um, <laughs> but there are a lot songs. that we've already heard on here as well. Um, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, I really can't believe they wrote this album about that guy from, uh, I was going to say Stranger Things, 13 Reasons Why. I know. 
I know. Because it's absolutely a breakup album. Um, lots mean, of ballads on here, that, but lots of ballads that I really like. Yeah. I mean, I just... I have not felt this way listening to an album all the way through in a in an extremely long time. And, like, I... Like, when I listened to it, so, like, I had listened to Positions with Sean, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like, Samuel released an album, and I wasn't going to listen to it right then, but Sean was like, oh, should we just listen to that and text about it? And I was like, sure. So then, like, literally, I... And this is no shade to Sam, because, like, I actually really love Diamonds and My Oasis, mm-hmm. um, but I was, like, literally pressed play on Young, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. And then Diamonds, obviously, we've heard. And then another one came on, and I literally was, like, I felt, like, tearing up. Like, I was, like, I'm ascending. Like, I, like Sam is someone who I feel like can make you feel emotion. And, like, I felt emotion this whole entire album. Like, I was, like, this. Like, you can tell they put their heart and their soul and their foot into this album. And, like, it shows mm-hmm. because, like, it's just perfect. Like, the beats, the way their voice sounds, um, the use of, like, uh, features. I mean, it... I mean, we can just, if we want to talk about just, I mean, this is my favorite track on the album, which is the title track, Love Goes, featuring Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. That song goes from in and out of five different genres Mm -hmm. in four minutes. And it's so, but at the same time, it's so, it doesn't feel jarring. It feels completely natural. And it is so, it's so fucking good. I, I can't even, like emphasize how good it is it's i mean the piano first like the the kind of synthy piano into just about a straight up ballad with a chorus and then all of a sudden those fucking trumpets yeah if you have it <laughs> and then basically at the end it feels it's also like violins like very like you know orchestra it, it, it was it's beautiful yeah it's truly a melodic journey and like i think if you haven't watched labyrinth and sam perform it live on youtube you definitely should um, oh my god but yeah, I just like that song listening to it. It was just like a whole other experience, like especially like coming off of listening to Ari's album that kind of left me feeling like, ugh, like I wish that were better. Like mm-hmm. listening to Sam's album was just like truly another another world. And like every song to me is is great. Young's great. Diamonds, obviously, the ti- one of the title tracks. Great. Another one is in my top three of the album. And the another album is great. Another so one is my second favorite. My Oasis. We love. So Serious mm-hmm. is also in my top three. I love so that good. song. I think... And, like, the thing is, like, this album to me, like, is extremely cohesive. And, like, also, I think we maybe said this before, but Sam's album was supposed to drop earlier, but then they, like, wrote all these songs. Like, they, they basically wrote a new album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, like, these new ones, obviously, are super cohesive. And, like, you're right. It's, like, balance is, like, the perfect word I can describe this album. It's, like... There's such a beautiful balance of, of like, dancey er tracks, but then also, like, ballads and, and, and songs in the middle, and each song is cohesive, but in its own way tells a beautiful story and, like, sounds unique and are memorable, which I think Ariana's mm-hmm. album lacks is, mem- like, being memorable. Um, 100%. Like, dan- like, like, I think of, like, obviously the love so serious as well. Then there's, like, dance till you love someone else. And that gives me major diamonds, like very cohesive with diamonds vibes, but it also is it's very much its own thing. And it also almost, you know, gives me like makes me feel like dancing with a stranger, which is technically on this album as well. So yeah, it's just they all connect in such an such a 
nice way but yeah balanced is is a perfect word to describe it it's just it's so good I also love I've been telling you I love kids again and I also love breaking hearts a lot same yeah so good I mean it's it's just incredible and like it's obviously I think there's a lot a lot more to talk about in terms of like Ari and Little Mix because like I think there's a lot we've just been super fans of them for so long and there's a lot that goes into it but like I think for this album like it was just a, a beautiful surprise for me in a time that I feel like I needed it most like I found myself continuously over the last week returning to this album and just listening to it all the way through because I feel like the emotions yeah. that I felt during this time the last couple of weeks has like in a different way because like a breakup is a whole own emotion but I think like the roller coaster that that kind of situation takes you on is similar to a roller coaster I felt with our world and like I just mm-hmm. like music is so important to me in the way that it pr- plays in my life and like the way that songs can affect my mood and like when I'm in a sad mood like I want to listen to songs that mirror that and like I just need that as a form of therapy like music is a form of therapy for me so like I really mm-hmm. just like felt and I feel like I'll continuously feel super attached to this album and like I wish I could personally thank Sam Smith for creating this beautiful work of art um and I think that Sam always has a beautiful way of telling a story and connecting to people on a way that's vulnerable and real that I think a lot of artists don't have because I feel like Sam to me is just like a real person that has experienced um human-like things um in a way that's relatable um I I feel like they've never really given in to the celebrity lifestyle you know yeah and I know they've had struggles like we've watched videos from their past album and like I think that they in the last album they were still trying to like figure out who they were and like they you know lost a lot of weight that they talk about that was like super hard for them and now they're really just embracing their like their body type and who they are and what they look like and like really figuring out who they want to be and I feel like that's so beautiful and you really see it reflected in this album and like I think also like we're all at a very interesting time in our lives trying to understand our place in the world and where we fit. And I think that like this album just like is a beautiful representation of that. And in my opinion, I give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Wait, you said 10 out of 10. I did. I love it. I mean, I, yeah, a hundred percent. It's so good. I, it's so hard to believe that they've only given us like three full albums. Um, it's, it's so, it's. I mean, I think it's better than their last album for sure, um, I agree. and just a triumphant return because it's been a while. So really happy that it's good and that they seem to be doing well too. We want the best for Sam. Exactly. Um, wow, everyone. I mean, thank you for coming on this journey with us. That, of course, we we have we marketed it originally as like just going through the albums, but in turn it became a musical analysis and our thoughts on each of these individual artists. But as we said, each artist deserves their their time to be talked about. And I also think as we speak about pop culture, um, these artists and what the work they put out during the times we live in also mirror what's going on in our lives and in popular culture. And I think it's interesting to speak about. So totally, and I think that they all show up in different things we talk about sometimes mm-hmm. but we never really get a chance to take a step back too much and really like go almost like song by song or artist by artist and really give them a full analysis like you said which we can't help but do I know but, but, but yeah this was fun yes if you guys um have listened to all of these albums 
Please let us know your thoughts and feelings if you agree with us. I definitely love to know people's thoughts and feelings on the female artist conversation we were having during the Ari mm-hmm. portion of this uh, episode. Um, I'm very fascinated with the way female artists appear in our world and their comebacks and their peaks and all those things. So def talk to us about it if you're interested. Um, thank you all so much for listening to this bonus episode and always listening. Happy sixth month anniversary to our beautiful podcast. I'm screaming. We're so um, grateful to all of you for listening and to always tagging us in things and writing reviews and contributing to this universe that we are trying to create. We are small but mighty. Um, And I just feel (laughs) super grateful to have Meg and all of you guys to partake in this wonderful world of pop culture. Same girl. (laughs) Love you so much. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but it is just we can be having the worst day possible and then we get on our little zoom or we get together or whatever it is. And both of us feel like all of a sudden a jolt of energy to be able to just chat about all things pop culture. Exactly. We love it. Um, but as we always say, leave us a review if you can. Um, five stars. If you feel that way, um, on, Apple Podcasts, make sure to comment, subscribe, and uh, follow us on Instagram. All the beautiful things. Um, We love you guys. And as I always say, love you, Meg. Love you, G.